We ready? Fridge is off. We're good. All right, hold on to your wigs. This is Mark Bondi. How do I start? Shit. You say Paisley Nice. This is Paisley Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We are just you and me. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't done this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we won't. Oh, we won't. Whatever, dude. We got time. All right. This is Paisley Nights. I am Mark Bondi here with my co-host DJ Dudley D, and we are chronicling the days of Wild, talking yeah. about all things Paisley Park, all about Prince and the Minneapolis scene. He did all kinds of stuff back in the day, and opened up the doors to his building and. There was a bunch of folks that went out there again and again and again. So we want to share those stories and put them on wax, get people into the the booth, if you will, and have them tell us what happened to them at Paisley Park. How did Prince impact their lives? What did it look like? And we got uh, we got a few in the can. We put them out to the street. And what do you think, Dustin? Uh, I mean, the feedback's been amazing so far. Uh, people are listening, and they seem to like it. So <laughs> yeah, did you think people would like it? I mean, because I I was unsure. I would. I mean, fingers were crossed. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it, it's it's fascinating though. You know, we got some really good feedback. I mean, a lot of shares, a lot of you people guys, talking. You guys like us? <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're coming back. It's 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 Prince's birthday when this is getting dropped. June seventh, two thousand and nineteen. So we're coming back. We got a little wind at our sails. We got some followers on uh, Facebook at our at our Facebook page. How can they find us on Facebook? Uh, Facebook is just Paisley Nights. Search Paisley Nights, and our Twitter is Paisley underscore Nights. And then you're probably listening to us either on the Podbean app where we uh, host all of our stuff, or Apple Podcast, or Spotify, or Google Play. We're everywhere now. We are everywhere. We've gotten out there. It took us a little bit to get rolling. We we, yep. we initially launched it. You know, we didn't have all those things set up, but we got them in. And you know, we we five for five on the uh, on the Apple Podcast scene. Five for five. <laughs> Fourteen people. Fourteen people. Fourteen people. Five for five. So if you are are listening to us on Apple Podcast, hook us up with a five star rating. Put a comment. Tell the people. Share it. Yep. We're trying to get some folks and hit that subscribe button too. We want to get them subscribers up because we're going to be dropping uh, episodes more consistently here. You know, we wanted to get a bunch to the street, get some feedback, understand kind of what was good, what was bad, etc. And uh, now we into round two. We're just learning. As we go, yeah, you know, I mean, thousands of listeners, right? We yeah. got, we got, we got tons and tons of people listening to this thing. We're building momentum. We worldwide, right? We are. We can, we can track where people uh, listen to us. So, so we see you. We see you, Dudley. <laughs> where were you last week? Uh, last week, I was in France doing what? Uh, I was there for a friend's fortieth birthday party. We were uh, in Burgundy. We rented a. Well, I went there thinking I was going to a castle. And found out it's actually a chateau. A chateau it sounds awesome. But while you were there, you you you, you spun some records in uh, yeah, Paris. Yeah, I, I hooked up with uh, Rafi over in uh, Paris. He kind of runs the 
I don't know, kind of runs the fan club over there. Um, I did something a few years ago when I was there, and I met him actually back in 2001, I think, uh, or 2002 at one of the celebrations. And we've just kept in contact, so I did my uh, dance electric party over there for all of the Paris fans, and uh, it was so fun. (laughs) Why was it fun? What, What was awesome about the people of Paris? I mean, they just get down. They just don't stop dancing. I mean, they, you know, like most people, they know all the lyrics, and, you know, they know the breakdowns, and... Uh, the cuts run deep and they just do not stop partying. And you told some people about the podcast there because I saw some folks hit us up from, yeah. from Paris so that the, the th- numbers are going up. Thank you for listening and thank you for coming out uh, to the party. Uh, the Dance Electric 5, Alexa de Paris, was awesome. And we were a wide. I mean, we, we Dudley will travel, so hook us up. We, let's we, go. We, let's look for some gigs, you know. <laughs> if you want to reach out, what was that email address to get a hold of us? Uh, the email address is paisley stories oh i'm sorry paisley park stories at gmail.com word so if you uh if you want to get a hold of us whether you want to book dj dudley d for the most amazing prince night ever i mean he brings the hits he brings all kinds of awesomeness because he dj'd at paisley park for how many years Oh, I mean, it was off and on for 20 years. Off and on for 20 years. Yeah. So tell us about the first time you got the call to DJ at Paisley Park. Oh, um, I was working at a tobacco shop in Callan Square. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. Take me there Take if me. you care. <laughs> Callan Square. I was working at a tobacco shop called Golden Leaf. And um, I was working there and trying to make money to buy records and be a DJ is what my passion was. And, um, obviously we had been going out to Paisley park and, uh, brother Jules was DJing out there. And, uh, at one point Prince was gonna try and open up the Paisley park as like a, a regular nightclub every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, uh, they were basically taking mixtape submissions. So I made a mixtape and I gave it to brother Jules and he knew me from the record store and where I bought my records at wide angle records, wide angle, Nicolette. 46 and Nicollet, small little tiny tiny place but that's where you got all the all the all the jams with the big booming speakers and yes. boom 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 the things exactly. are just they pre- moving preview all you could listen to anything you wanted to before you bought it and they would turn it up and it was just it was just a, a what, what was that experience. what was it robert was it robert yeah robert oh, shout out to robert if you if he's listening yeah. that dude would drop that needle on the record it was just fantastic it was so fun i was i was not djing i was just the roll dog yep i carried records <laughs> so anyways i was working at golden leaf and uh uh before cell phones so on the mixtape it had my home phone number to my parents house i was still living with my parents and uh all of a sudden, the uh, phone rang, and I'm like, Golden Leaf Tobacco, and it was my dad. And my dad's like, uh, there's a, a brother a, a brother <laughs> called for you? And I'm like, what? And he's like, a brother? And I'm like, Brother Jules? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's wondering if you can DJ at Paisley tonight. And I was like, uh, yeah, shaking, shaking in your boots. <laughs> I'm, I'm going anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is I... I don't remember i don't remember like the hypeness because i'm sure i drove you out there right yeah, yeah i didn't have a car you yeah, were the, you we, were the, you were my chauffeur chauffeur and my record crate carrier rocking an 87 honda lxi yep. had all the fancy bells and whistles yeah so yeah that was my first time djing at paisley park and uh i remember specifically i was 
um, mixing two vinyl records together because there was no digital stuff at that time. There was no Serato. Everything was vinyl or, you know, occasionally a CD Prince would bring up of something unreleased. But I was mixing uh, Erotic City into Kiss or Kiss and Erotic City, one of the two. Um, but I was blending those two together and... Uh, I was up at the top of the MPG Music Club. It was up the stairs, so I was all the way up there by myself. And as I'm, you know, trying to trying to fit the groove and make sure everything's on beat, uh, all of a sudden I see out of the corner of my eye, it's Prince. Oh, wow. And... What happened then? He leans over to me and he's like, is this Jules' mix? Because this was at the time that Brother Jules was... Uh, either working or had released the remix experience the first one yeah and uh i didn't hear him so i was like huh (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that the one thing you weren't supposed to say don't say what to prince like just you know pay attention anyway so i'm sitting here in the mix concentrating and he's like is this jules's mix and i didn't hear him so i was like what he's like is this jules's mix and i said no and he goes you're mixing this i said yep he said cool and then disappeared. <laughs> Just gone? <laughs> yeah. That was it. You think he was like, oh, that's on point, right? He thought it was Jules's mix, so he thought yeah. it was he thought it was like done up in some lab somewhere, but here you yeah. are spinning it on the fly. On the live tip. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It I was mean, awesome. I mean, and then and then you started going out there most weeks, right? I mean, you pretty much you you and Jules were doing that for a while, right? Yeah, because Jules was uh brother Jules was doing the the nightclub stuff. Yeah. So he couldn't get out there. Parties would start at one and the clubs are closing at one. So he couldn't get out there right away. So basically he would call me and have me uh, come out and DJ until he got there. Yeah. And since this is Paisley Nights, let's just hit this for one second here. You know, Paisley Nights, we are talking to people that have been going out to Paisley Park for, for decades, right? And depending on the era that they went would kind of depend on the era of when these parties were starting. Yep. But if you old school... Like Dudley and I, if you old school, parties were, were starting at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And when they say 1 o'clock in the morning that they were starting, what they really mean is <laughs> parties were starting around one forty-five to 2 a.m. Right. Like, I mean, it's, they, they rarely opened the doors at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Rarely. I mean, and there would be lines of people. I mean, it depends on the evening, right? Sometimes there'd be lines of people. Sometimes there'd just be, uh, you know, if it was less uh, announced, you know, there, there wouldn't be quite the, the same volume. Yeah, it'd be a dozen people yeah. in line waiting to get in. Yeah, and, and then the doors would open, and then depending on kind of what was happening, Happening, you know, performance, just a dance party. Yeah, you know, it was all kinds of different. Sometimes there'd be videos that were shown, so it was all kinds of different experiences that would happen depending on when. And that didn't mean like when there was kind of more formal concerts. You know, like we were talking to Dion Anderson in episode four. We were talking about the days of Wild and her singing on that track. I went back and listened to it. It was fantastic. You yep. can totally hear her voice. You know, like that was like a bigger. Uh, performance. It was done in the main sound stage, and there was probably a thousand people there, maybe more. I mean, it was packed that night, um, you know. And that that show started at a more reasonable hour, like nine, ten o'clock at night, and it was announced on the radio. And so, and so then you got to get there even earlier because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's going to be people, 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 
yes. lots of people. So there's 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 a ton of variation in the types of parties that Prince would have, and the number of people that Prince would have, and how much he would charge. Sometimes you're paying seven bucks to get in. Sometimes it's twenty bucks. Sometimes later on it was fifty or a hundred. You know, so it depends on. Sometimes it was free. Sometimes it was free. Can you imagine that? One of the greatest <laughs> artists in history, celebrated around the world, right? Uh, known around the world, and he would just. I'll just come on out. Come no on charge. Out. Come on out. The DJ is going to play for an hour, hour and a half, and then uh, the band's going to play for 45 an hour, and yeah. then the DJ is going to play for another hour, and it's on me. It's on me. <laughs> we're, just, we're just doing this thing. So, I mean, I think that's setting some context for where these stories sit in, right? Uh, we want to make sure we're kind of filling out the gaps and the details of what this experience was all about and kind of telling it through various lenses, et cetera. You know, and I think the first uh, three interviews, we had uh, Bill on first. I mean, that was, uh, that was a marathon. Bill, yeah, episode two. Episode two, Bill Winsell. And, you know, I think with Bill, I feel like – that dude's just got more. Oh, yeah. He's definitely coming back. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just got more. I mean, you see Prince 300 times over four decades. Yeah. And he was always into him, right? That, that's interesting to me, too. No falling out. No time that he didn't like Prince. Just rolling. And I think, too, these, these uh, episodes are going to kind of take a different turn as far as, like, what people know. Because when we first interviewed these people, they had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And uh, shots going out to my cat, if you can hear him, Mr. Worldwide. Is Mr. In the Worldwide. <laughs> He's in the building. He's always curious. Um, so anyways, like, you know, now now we're bringing people in to interview them, and they've listened to these podcasts before, so they kind of have some idea of what's going on. But before, it was just, you know, deer in headlights. Like, yeah. We were just like, come on over, and we're going to hit record, and we're just going to talk. Yeah. And I think, I mean, hopefully we keep that vibe a little bit. I'm guessing oh, yeah. people come with a little more notes and stuff, a little yep. more planning as to what uh We're going to keep it we organic. Talk. We're going to keep it organic, though. Yeah, we want to keep it fresh. And then episode four, we had Dion. And Dion, I mean, we used to fight for that spot at Paisley Park <laughs> for the one, two, three, four spot of who was getting in the door first. Right. And, you know, so it's interesting the... Uh, the impact, you know, I mean, for, for, for a couple of white kids from South Minneapolis, you know, meeting two black women, like the, the, the racial barriers, et cetera, all that, that kind of modern day society and the stuff that gets walls that get put up. Yep. Uh, Prince was really Paisley Park was not just the building, but this idea that like, hey, we can break down these barriers that exist around us. And I think that 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 cultural element and kind of those barriers being broken down our relationship with D dion and tia is emblematic of that right just yeah. like hey we're, we're, we're learning something new we're connecting we're vibing at this different level and essentially relationships are forming in the process yeah for sure i mean this, this is the vibe prince is setting the vibe and uh if you can't get with it then you got you got major issues. Yeah, yeah, and I think people <laughs> did get with it, right? Because dude, there was people from literally all walks of life. Like, yeah, whatever you were into or doing, like folks were coming from all different places—old, young, black, white. Like it was, it was definitely a diverse uh, group of people. Definitely. And I think that that lended itself, right, to kind of the whole Prince vibe. If you went to Prince concerts, just wherever you're at in the world, you know, I mean, Prince was always bringing folks out, man. 
bringing folks out. Like it was, it was never, it was never just a monolithic crowd. It was always diverse and multifaceted. And you know, I mean, he was he was telling parents to bring their kids, right? As the two thousands <laughs> rolled out, he's like, "Parents, bring your kids. I'm not cursing no more. Bring them out, right? For sure, because you didn't have to worry about that, right? Yeah, definitely. And at Paisley Park too, at the end too, it was like, "Bring your kids. Bring your kids out here." And like, I mean, I do. I that's one thing I do regret is not having the chance to bring my daughter out there. But you know, such is life. Yeah, it's disappointing. You know, I look at my kids, you know, and they uh, they they are young still, right? And and he died when they were younger, obviously. Um, and dude, I, I wish, right? Because it's just like such an important part of of our life that yeah. it's like, how do we how do we impart this to them? And and I mean, the music kind of does it, right? We can teach through the music, we can teach through the stories. I was thinking about it the other day, and 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 uh, this podcast is 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 part of that, right? Like like when the kids grow up, like they can plug this in and right. be like, all right, let, <laughs> let, let's hear dad talk about like what he used to do and what happened out there. Yeah, for sure. The other day, my daughter asked me, what's your least favorite Prince song? And I, I just gave her that Prince look, you know, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, gif. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know that gif. <laughs> you didn't name one? No. Oh man, that Viking song he did, man. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that Viking song he did. Oh, that was like the worst Prince song ever. And people would be like, oh, he released that Viking song. Did you hear it? I was like, oh, yeah. I, ser- I Seriously, I think I listened to that thing twice. I forgot about that. Oh. I'll, I'll, make, sure, I'll oh. make sure to let her know that's oh, my this, least favorite That is Prince the song. worst Prince song ever. And then he releases the song, right, because he's at the game. We win the, we win the game before, and then it's like the NFC Championship. We're going to New Orleans. And, dude. That song. What's the name of the song? Do you know? I don't know. It's got like all kinds of uh, uh, references to things other than the Vikings. So he's he was kind of playing with the words there. Huh. So I'll have to, I'll have to listen to that. Oh again. yeah, that is that is my least favorite song. If you like that song, seriously, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but but for the kids, you know, I think I think it's good. Like that, like when, when it's all said and done, I mean, history matters, the legacy matters. I feel like we're trying to like uh, press on a a, a a vision and a dream and something that Prince did that that wasn't widely known. You know, I think everyone knows that Prince is good. Prince is like the greatest musician. He's a musician's musicians. Yep. All the famous people are like, oh, I'm loving on this dude, right? And then here he is, just hanging out in Chanhassen, <laughs> rolling with you know, folks like us. Yeah, just a everyday people yeah and 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 i think he's impacting our lives right like dude i don't know like i look at like my friendship networks and things i do today and shoot you look at my facebook feed man it's just all prints all day long right right like like i just can't imagine life without prints and i'm not like just like dropping the needle every day on every record but it's just like a it's like a permanent presence of this music yeah it's constant every day and you can't get rid of it Right, so the impact's deep, and I think he 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 shifted, you know, my worldview. He taught me a lot of things. He set a trajectory for life of of who I am, and you know, it's one of those figures that, like, you just you can't reimagine it, right? Like, and and you definitely can't go back and undo it. Like, it's just like done. It's there. It's just there forever. I mean, can you imagine life without Prince D? I no, I have, I have no idea what. Uh what I would be doing, actually. Do you think your DJ career would have been the same? 
Definitely not. What 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 was it what was it about your your DJ career that uh that shifted having worked for him? Cuz you weren't doing a lot of club gigs at that point, right? No, you, were, you were you were you were DJing at the fraternity. Yeah, I was DJing at your fraternity and um I was just kind of getting into the club thing. I mean, I was really just I mean, the early days of Paisley Park, I was cutting my teeth and you know, I knew how to beat match and whatnot, but I was learning how to how to move the crowd, yeah. how to keep the crowd, you know, entertained and keep them moving yeah. and, and uh, just really a rookie. Yeah, just green. <laughs> very, very green, yeah. right? But you think the was it the experiences at Paisley Park or the exposure of Paisley Park that kind of just said, hey, I'm doing this on like – were you aware that you were, I say I was, uh, were you aware that you were doing it on the level that you were doing it on? Like, were you like, dude, I'm DJing at Paisley Park. Prince is like, hey, Erotic City and Kiss is as Jules as mixed. Were you? Did you know what was happening to you? No, not really. I mean, I was yeah, like you said, I was super green and, um, I you know I was just getting immersed in the music, learning history of music too. Um, that was a big part about it. And yeah, obviously, I mean, I knew I was I was working. Working for Prince and that was something huge, but I also I you know, I think it wasn't really until I was like actually touring with him that yeah. it was like, oh man, like this is this is the real deal. Yeah, this is bigger than than I could have even imagined. Because when's the first tour? Two thousand and one. Because you're um, Funky Baldheads. Yep, in the Funky Baldheads. Yeah, we were touring around, opening up for Prince, and I would DJ to open up the show and Funky Laka, Funky Laka, uh, and then. And then after the Prince would perform, you know, as it was, there was there was a part two. We we would always play. Uh, there was a song we had called "Passing Her Name." Yeah, yeah. And we'd be performing that song, and then Prince would come out on the chorus. Yeah. And I just remember the first time he did that, I didn't even know he was coming out, and I didn't even see him because I was so into what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I just heard the crowd erupt. Wow. Like, wow. And this is the first yeah, time they yeah, see yeah, Prince yeah, yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're there for the Prince concert. They're just seeing some some new independent band that they have no idea about. Yeah, you guys are rocking it. And we're, yeah, we're trying to do our thing and warm up the crowd. And the first time, it was just like all of a sudden, like, what? What's going cool? Wait, what? What? And then I looked, to, looked over, and he comes, and there he is on stage, and the whole place is just losing their minds and you're like and i am here dude just right here djing yeah that's fantastic funky bald heads the uh lead singer we got to give a shout out to devious devious you'll remember from the daisy chain video uh if you didn't know who the funky bald heads were check out the daisy chain video i think it's on the the prince page yeah um, devious is the so he's the rapper and then the lead singer was kit blackshire yeah 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 and but shout out to Devious because we have a new logo right new now. New logo, putting it up there. This is a good transition right here. New logo, dropping it today, June seventh, two thousand and nineteen. Yep, and uh, shout out to Devious for designing that logo for us. He does a lot of the Prince related artwork for me. I like to just keep it in the family, and I, I'm pretty sure he enjoys it himself. Um, so check him out at David Made It. Uh, that's his uh, information. You can search that and find him. Um, but, yeah. The print. new logo. What do you all think of the new logo? Give us some comments on the new logo. You like it? Because we're going to do some T-shirts, I think. We are. Let's do some T-shirts. We're going to do some T-shirt giveaways. You can buy a T-shirt. We're making things happen here on Paisley Nights. Yeah. So, you know, as you're doing these, uh, you're doing the tours, and then Prince asks you for, like, 
actual like mixes as part of the npg music club right yeah yep. so you, he's just like hey do this mix for me and then like i mean throughout the career right you're doing your last mix that you did for him was uh for uh baltimore for the baltimore benefit concert i guess it was the baltimore yeah was it benefit yeah i guess that was because what was going on it was the freddie gray yep it was baltimore was just out, out of control and uh i guess prince uh well there was a there was a party at paisley park and um yeah the dance rally for peace dance rally for peace and i per i mean i didn't really plan this out but it just kind of came organically yeah. as i was djing um but i played a couple you know a couple songs before he hit the stage that were you know politically motivated and whatnot his and then, songs right yep, and then i played uh i played peace yep after he was done in race in race yeah and then the next uh the next day uh Kirk hit me up and he said that Prince would like me to make a mix of his music that is, you know, I, I mean, how do you say it? More socially justice yeah, oriented. Yeah. And just like, you know, matches like what he's, what he's going to Baltimore and do. Yeah. So and then he was going to play that, uh, as the crowd was coming in. He did play that as the crowd was coming in. Yeah. He did play yeah. that. And we went, we actually went back and forth on it. I made, I made like a first version and then uh, sent it to him, and then he sent me some notes back to change some stuff yep. and add some stuff, take something out, change some stuff around, and uh, sent him another version, and he liked it, and it played. Nice. What was on that? Give us a couple of the tracks. Uh, Radical Man, Sign of the Times, Dear Mr. Man. Um, it's actually, the mix is actually up on my SoundCloud. Oh, really? What's the SoundCloud? Uh, it's just DJ Dudley D. If you go to the go to SoundCloud, search DJ Dudley D, and it's the Baltimore mix. That's fantastic. So, you know, I mean, he check was, it out. I mean, he's asking you for mixes, and I love that dance, dance rally for peace, too. That was just a great, great show. Yeah. He's talking about his North Minneapolis roots. He's on stage. He's just like, you know... Penn and Penn and Plymouth. He's giving shouts out to his entire roots, which is fantastic, you know. Yep. Like, and for a, you know, for Minneapolis, it's just like that dude was always connected, right? And I think you look at like Baltimore. He's shaped by, um, he's shaped by the reality of growing up, you know, in North Minneapolis, and like it's it's fusing into him, and it never leaves him over the course of his career. It's fantastic. It's part of his foundation. Part of his foundation. And that show, I mean, it was a big success. He had Freddie Gray's mom out there, and, you yeah. know, Dougie Fresh showed up. And he had a bunch of other stars that came out and jammed with him. And, dude, it was a real deal and kind of bringing calm to the city as the curfews lifted. Yeah. He should have just asked me to go mix that live, though. Dude, <laughs> dude I'm telling you, that would have that would have been where it's at, you know. So, I mean, you carry it out throughout the career. You start there, you roll there, and, you know, I think uh, – that the the trajectory was fantastic we're different because prince was right and i yep. think that's what we're going to get into with these interviews some more is you know why are you different because of who prince was what did he mean to you what does he mean to your life and i think even as as listeners that weren't part of the paisley park scene like i run into people all the time that are impacted by his life right yeah and they are changed by uh, the music, they're changed and inspired by him, right? Whether you ever got to meet him, whether you got to see him live. And I think he's going to do that for, you know, generations to come. So I'm excited about the next episodes. I'm excited we're back on. We're going to be releasing these things more consistently. Make sure you like us. Make sure you share it. Uh, tell your friends about it because we want to get this stuff uh, get this stuff out there. Yeah. It's exciting times. We, uh, we're going to be dropping some more episodes real quick, so listen, 
Like us on Facebook. Share. What did I miss, D? I don't know. I mean, we don't really have a format. Yeah, we there. <laughs> we there. All right. We appreciate all y'all listeners sticking with us through this episode. This is Paisley Nights. We are chronicling the days of wild. My name is Mark Bondi with my co-host. DJ Dudley D. We out of here. Peace and be wild. <laughs>